Okay, Anne, this is Thanksgiving week. We're heading into Thanksgiving week. Yay. Time. That's right. I don't know why I just cheer like that. It's not like it's like we can do it the way we want to this year. No, though it is my favorite holiday, even though it will be quite scaled back. Um, and time to reflect on all that we are thankful for. That's true. Well, you know what? I'm thankful for you, Chrissy. <laughs> Listen, I'm not kidding. I'm thankful for the podcast. It has kept me entertained during this pandemic. That's true. If if not for just the two of us keeping us entertained, <laughs> entertaining each other, and the score, the scores of listeners. That's we're, right. Yeah, we're thankful for you, listeners. If you yes. made it past this intro, yes, Thank we you. certainly are. I was I was just telling Anne that my uncle in Florida watched Reality Bites on our recommendation. I mean, that just makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me happy too. Really I'm going to give a shout out to my uncle Richard. He'll be so happy. Thank you, Uncle Richard. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> uncle Richard, wh- who would you choose? Do you think she should have chosen Troy or Michael? Oh, that's true. I should I should ask him. We should we'll we'll get it we'll get a comment from I him. I wonder. Yeah. 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 You know, knowing my uncle Richard, I'm going to predict he would have gone with Troy, but. Well, he is hot. (laughs) I'm talking about uncle Richard, of course. (laughs) I have a question for you. Oh yeah. We were just having this conversation with some friends last night about who, who is your number one celebrity crush? Currently or all time? You can do both. I kind of, I kind of had two. So I, yeah, I had like a you know, young life into adulthood and then like a current day. Yeah. Um, I know you're going to make fun of me, but my, I think my all time is Brad Pitt, which is so cliche, but it is. I, I mean, look, it's, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I, there were several years that I soured on him. Those would be the Angelina years, but now <laughs> that he's back to being single and I feel like he's gotten his personality back, back to Brad. Yes. And I would say uh, more recently, I love Chris Hemsworth. Love him. <laughs> so funny to me. Love Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> okay. And you, Anne? Well, I said my blueprint crush is John Cusack, like mm. early 80s through, I mean, current day. I'll take current day Cusack. But Prime was probably like 80 to like 2003 which is oddly specific it is it is oddly specific um and then current day is is john ham probably i think yeah you love john ham yeah yeah i will say i also love jason bateman he's been he and i are like the same age i i've always loved him too yeah he's cute oh my god i can't muldoon i'm so sorry Muldoon. And look at your true colors. Oh, God. We might have to cut this. Your true colors. I know. Well, listen, everyone loved John Cusack for that whole period of time. I mean, he was extremely popular. What was not to like about John Cusack? I don't know. Even I think even Muldoon could understand that. I think so. I I think he'd understand. I don't know if he'd understand John Hamm now, but (laughs) Cusack, I think he'd be with you. Okay. We can work through it, Patrick.
Welcome, everybody, to the That's Outrageous Working Title Podcast. I am Chrissy. And I'm Anne. And I am almost Anne's best friend. Oh, my goodness. For the Thanksgiving <laughs> episode, Chrissy, I mean. <laughs> I got to get you at a weak moment, Anne, a weak oh. moment. Right before I fall, I start, I just fall asleep from the turkey and the, um, <laughs> the tryptophan from the turkey. Yeah, that's right. Um, and this is That's Outrageous, the podcast where we discuss life's oddities and, of course, the things that we find outrageous, either good or bad. That's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Um, and, and today I think we're going to start with a story that I found kind of funny. Okay. Um, you know, you and I have been working from home. We don't have a choice to go back to the office just yet. It's right. been... How long has it been? My God. God. Seven months? Eight months? Eight months? Eight months. Oh my God. God, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, So uh, in the great debate about work in the office versus work from home, there are some new competitors in the neither of the above category. Companies looking for pandemic era business are offering the mobile worker such things as karaoke boxes, camping trailers, London pubs, and in a suburb of Tokyo, an amusement park. Wow. Yes. So this story, Anne, is kind of funny. There is an amusement park outside of, to- of, outside of Tokyo um, where they offer workcation package that allows people who work from a laptop to do so by a resort-esque pool or even on the Ferris wheel, which has Wi-Fi. That's deranged. <laughs> It is. I mean, sorry, I can't hear you. I'm on the Ferris wheel. It's just, I mean, I understand the pool, like being poolside, totally on board with that one. Yeah, on board, but you're not on board with the Ferris wheel. Well, for $18 uh, for a weekday pass, which gives you poolside booth and an hour pass for the Ferris wheel, because the Ferris wheel is sort of enclosed in one of those things and you can just keep going around. I don't like Ferris wheels. They give me I don't either. They scare me. Me too. But um, so so this place um offers you you so you can be at the um be at the park and then I believe I think it's at like four o'clock uh you can go on the rides like basically when your workday is done you can go on the rides which is actually a good deal for eighteen dollars a day. That's a really good deal. Yeah. Um, and apparently in Japan, um, the government asked businesses to aim at least at having at least 70% of their employees work from home um, and 65% of business encourage staff to work remotely. So, um, and a lot of Japanese companies have permanent work from home arrangements. Uh, and they're just saying that the country has done very well with the pandemic relative to the rest of the year, uh, rest of the globe, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but the, so, so they're saying that this is a model that's working uh, and should you choose to do, uh, your work at this amusement park, you can, like I said, go on the rides, but there is rules. If you go on the roller coaster, uh, screaming is not allowed what? It's against the coronavirus rules. <laughs> so you're, it's a, that's terrifying. A silent roller coaster. <laughs> a silent roller coaster. That yeah. Is, that is haunting. Can you imagine watching? I'd love to see footage of that. The people on a roller coaster 
trying to stifle the screams. How you would. That's horrifying. Yeah. What I mean, I feel like you sometimes the scream just comes out, you know, you can't help yourself. It's involuntary. I agree. I agree. Yes. But I, you know, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. People get sick of being in their houses all day. So go pay $18, which really isn't that much to go at least for at the very least get a change of scenery. I got to see it. I got to see people being silent on the roller coaster. It's so weird. It's terrible. I would scream on the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheels are scary. Oh, I, yeah. I get scared on Ferris wheels. I love a roll. I love roller coasters. I don't like any of that. I'm not a theme park person. I don't like the height of a Ferris wheel. I don't, as long as I feel like I'm really strapped in, I'm good. Yeah. The Ferris wheels, I feel like one false move. You could fall right out and die. Oh yeah. I hate when I see people rocking in the Ferris wheel. Oh my wheel. God. I hate the, you know what? If you're one of those people that rocks the Ferris <laughs> wheel, go <laughs> fuck right off. God, isn't it obnoxious? <laughs> or the one, if you're in like one of those rides that spins around and you can turn the wheel. Yeah. Those will make me throw up. Those ones that spin round and round. Yeah. And the ones that they get in and they immediately just start spinning it wildly. It's like, oh yeah god take it somewhere else <laughs> take it somewhere else i don't and know there's where always the one person there's so so that'll there'll always be like three people in that one and you see the one person starts doing it and then one of the other people will always go bobby but stop don't don't do it that fast and then he'll do it faster and faster and you have to go that person must be the worst i think you have to be simpatico with the people you go on rides with you got to know your you got to know your your peers yeah that's true because I have had people do that, get in, and then I'd be like, you better sh fucking shut that down now. Yeah. And then we'll stop. One time I was on this um, ride. Which one was it? Was it the Sizzler? Is that what it was called? You know, the one, it's it's not at an um, amusement park, but like at, at carnivals, like local carnivals, where it just kind of goes round and round in a circle. But, you know, the force of the however physics physics works you 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 scooch next to the person sitting closest to the inside you know so oh yeah the force kind of makes you do that and this was like right around after my not too long after my parents got divorced and my dad was living in new jersey my sister and i had went to this amusement park or carnival local carnival you know that was in town for the week and my dad became friends with people on this his block and so these people had kids and i had to go on that ride with the daughter this old girl who was like my age you know how when they try to go you guys are the same age now you're friends and it's like i don't know this bitch and she's not my friend but yeah. <laughs> um i got on this ride with her and she started throwing up <gasps> on the ride oh no and i don't know her I mean, I felt bad she was throwing up, but the problem was that the force, the, the, the physics was pushing me closer and closer to her. Oh, so no. I am holding on for dear life onto uh. the bar, trying to pull myself to the other side of the row so that I didn't get vomit on me. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Did you escape the vomit? I did. I did, but I tell you, that was more terrifying than a Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding it. I mean, I can see it now. My knuckles were white. I was just 
holding on like, oh my God, please don't let me bang into this girl. And I could, I felt so bad for her because you could tell she was mortified. Yeah. I don't remember her name. I couldn't tell you what she looked like. I don't know anything. I never saw her again. Well, I will just say, actually, going back to my uncle Richard in Florida, he once came up um, and took my brother and I to an amusement park. Uh, My mother stayed home. It's my mother's brother. And he got sick on a ride like that, like the Scrambler. That's what it was. The Scrambler. Yes. The Scrambler. Yeah. Fucking Scrambler. Yeah. But he literally, like, you know, when they say people turn green, I never believed it, but he was. His skin was, like, green. Oh, God. I mean, you just knew. He knew it was going to (laughs) happen. There's nothing you can do. You can't stop stop the ride. You know, you can't. You'd have to see it through. Well, I will say he literally spent the rest of the time we were there, like, on on the bench. And my brother and I would just kind of come back and check in on him. And it was so funny because he'd be like, all right, guys, I'm, I'm like at 80% right now. And we literally, I hate to say it, we could have cared less. We're like, all right, yep, we're going to go on like this ride and then we'll be back. And he just yeah. kept giving us his percentages as the day <laughs> went on, like how he was feeling. Uh, he's a good sport. Oh. Anyway, all right, Anne. Well, our next story is about a man in Idaho okay. who has been banned for two years from Yellowstone National Park. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and you might wonder, what did he do? Well. And how do you enforce that ban? Yeah, I think, well, I think it's like, you know, how they have photos at entrances. I think they don't allow this guy in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, he attempted to roast chickens in a hot spring. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, from the steam. From the steam. Oh, who wants steamed chicken? Well, pl- well, anyway, so after being alerted to, to hikers in an off-limits thermal area of the park carrying cooking pots, a park ranger found two whole chickens in a hot spring inside a burlap sack. What? Yeah. The unidentified man from Idaho was cited along with two others in the group for walking in a thermal area, according to the outlet. Um, and then in court, he pleaded guilty to the citation he was also charged for violating closures and use limits and was forced to pay $600 plus two years of supervised probation and a two-year ban from the park. Oh, my God. Did he say why? Why he did this? Why? I, it does not say why. And why uh, two chickens? What's that? And why two? Why two? I guess if you're doing one chicken, you might as well do two. But Yeah, you might as well see how it works. I think he was, you know, trying to cook some chickens for some <laughs> like they were gonna go they're like let's check out the thermal springs we'll just quick i'll cook these chickens we'll eat and then we'll take a hike yeah right they were yeah they were hiking it was gonna be a long day they needed some chickens but wouldn't aren't the thermal springs usually like sulfur based like i remember when i been to all because i've been to all these national parks and anytime we saw any kind of spring or geyser or whatever it would smell like sulfur Oh, really? I don't know if that's all of them, but I can't imagine that it's not mesquite underneath there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, ooh, that smells great. It's going to be gross. Yeah. Well, and I will say I didn't know this, but the hot, the hot springs in Yellowstone have injured or killed more people in the park than any other natural feature. It'll burn you. 
exactly. Yes. And they always advise people to stay on the boardwalks and the trails and to keep your children close. And (sighs) once again, you know, you know who did this? The same guy who's spinning on the fucking ride. (laughs) It's one of those people. Oh, we don't need to stay on the path. It's cool. I'm going to go cook these chickens. He should be banned for life. All those people, the ones that climb to the end of the, you know, to take a picture at the very, very end of the thing, and then they fall off and they're like joking about falling off those fucking people. It's all the same person. That guy is the guy rocking the Ferris wheel. Yeah. It's the guy cooking the chicken on the hot spring. (laughs) It's just exhausting. And I feel for anyone that has to live with someone like that. I just don't know how you do it. What are you trying to prove? What are, what are you trying to prove? You're yeah. off. You're, 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 you're garbage. Yeah. I'm sure they thought this would be a fun experiment. Let's see if we can cook chicken in the hot springs. But is that, you know what I mean? Like, is that fun? No, it's very ill-advised. You clearly. know, it's just dumb. It's just exhausting and <laughs> exhausting. It's just like, Oh my God, Bobby, like, come on. <sighs> Yeah. Well, it's also, it's, and then, you know, the other thing is when people do things like this, they put like park employees in danger. Cause then they oh, have to be the ones that go yeah. and like save them. Those are the ones they go, Jesus, somebody CB, the guy is just trying to fucking relax in the little hut. He's eating <laughs> his chips. And they're like, um, we have a situation over on quadrant four. Oh, what is it? There's some fucking assholes over there trying to cook chicken on the hot spring. And then the guy has to get his Fucking act together, get into the little golf cart or whatever and go over there. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. We're yeah. all going through enough. Like, let's just, come on. Right. Cook the chicken in the oven. Oh, boy. All right, Anne. And then we have a story. This one I had seen on the news. Um, very scary to me. There were people kayaking okay. in California. Um, and a humpback whale, oh my God. uh, came up to breach, you know, how they kind of yeah. out, come out of the water and flop back down. Yeah. Um, came up right underneath this kayak. It looks from the video, like the kayak, it's literally like something out of Pinocchio. It looks like the kayak is in the whale's mouth and then it like kind of drops it. And then the whale flops back in. But apparently, according to the two women who were in the kayak, they never actually were in the whale's mouth. But the whale did manage to come up from under them and flip them uh, over into back down into the water. And then the whale went back down into the water. How far out were they kayaking? I feel like to be out where, where whales are, you have to be pretty far out into the ocean. No, I have to say, actually, there's a video of it that you can see uh, online. You can see the land. It, it must have been very close to shore. I mean, it doesn't look like they're that far out. Um, uh, they were kayaking off the coast of Avila Beach, watching whales that were, the, they saw the whales there about 30 feet from them. Um, but then this one whale uh, approached, and this woman who was in the kayak, said to herself oh no it's too close all of a sudden i lifted up and i was in the water that is scary they were actually afraid the whale was going to crush them um 
And she said, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to push, like I'm going to push a whale out of the way. It was the weirdest thought. I'm thinking I'm dead. I'm dead. I thought it was going to land on me. The next thing I know I'm underwater. Uh, but both of them were unharmed and, uh, you can hear them screaming before they go underwater, but then they come back up, they each ask each other if they're okay and they were good. And then they were assisted back to shore by other kayakers and paddle boarders. Oh my God. I love whales. Yes, everybody loves whales. Well, I think that's why these people were sort of watching the whales, but um, they said it's important for whale watchers to keep their distance when swimming or observing whales. They can behave unpredictably as happened here, and active surface behaviors such as breaching, tail, and fin slaps pose risks to swimmers. Well, my rule of thumb with the ocean yeah. is, <laughs> and always has been, is that you're, it's like breaking and entering. You as the yeah. human are going into the house of the marine world. Yeah. And, you know, you with that, except the risks associated with breaking and entering. Yeah. Maybe you'll get caught. Maybe you'll get a nice TV that you can steal. You don't know. <laughs> but it's not your home, and therefore you have to expect the unexpected. I remember one time being in the ocean, swimming at the beach, mentioning my dad again. Hey, dad. And <laughs> a wave knocked me over, okay? And I was flailing. I thought I was drowning. I was flailing. I couldn't get back up. I was like getting all tossed around. My father's standing literally right next to me the entire time watching all this happen. <laughs> and I finally break free to the surface. And I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> and he's like, what, what's going on here? And I was like, I was drowning. And he's like, oh, I just thought you were trying to do a handstand. <laughs> and I was like, no. And then another time I was, there were dolphins in the, in the sea. It might've been the same trip dolphins in the sea. And my sister and I go out to swim the end, everybody on the beach, you know, they get excited. They go dolphins. I see, you know, everyone crowds around because they see these goddamn dolphins. Yeah. We're swimming in the sea. Again, a wave knocks me over. I emerge topless <laughs> for the whole beach to see. And I was like, this is just not for me. This is not for me. Give me like a Caribbean sea that's very calm where you can see your feet or yeah. I'm only going like waist deep. Even though yeah. the, shark, the yeah. sharks can still get you waist deep. Yeah, they can. They can. There's some they kind can. of statistic where it's like a shark's pat, you know, I, I, some it's something like if you've been in the ocean X number of times, the odds are like 80% or something that a shark has gone past you without you knowing. It's like some crazy odds. Yeah. Especially if you're in places like we were in Florida once and they, this is the only time this actually ever happened, but there was a shark in the water, not a big shark, mind you, but a shark. And it was, they cleared everyone. It was like jaws. They told everyone to get out of the water. The, the shark was, I, I, I mean, four feet from the from the shore i mean it was like right there yeah, you could have right just... where your feet like right where you're you think you're safe yeah i mean it, if i was standing there it'd probably be to my knees i mean it was not a lot of water and yeah. everyone was like oh my god there it goes like we just all watched it go down the beach 
That's what they said when they say that just when you think it's safe to go back in the water. Yeah. That's the, t- but guess what? The answer is it's you're not. No, no. And this, and these women had this interaction with the whale who obviously was not trying to harm them, but. Um, well, again, they broke into the whale's house. The whale's just trying to have, live his life. Just trying to or serve her life. Whatever. You're getting too close. Getting oh, too close. So scary. I wonder if they still to kayak or if they're like, I'm going to take a breather on that one. Yeah, I would, I would not be, or, or I would just kayak in a lake. Yeah. But even lakes are murky. You don't know what's happening down there. It's all slimy. There's weird things happening in lakes. There are, but there are no, there's nothing like a shark or a whale. No, but I guarantee if you could see what's happening down there, you probably wouldn't want your legs flipping and flopping down there. I bet in every lake, there's probably like a hundred dead bodies. That is so absurd. Every oh, lake has yeah. 100 dead bodies. Over the course of a lot of that. time? Over the <laughs> years and years and years? <laughs> sure. <laughs> dead, wait, let's clarify. Dead human bodies? You're saying there's dead human bodies? Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> dead human bodies. That, that is absolutely people crazy. Go miss, no, I'm not people go missing. I'm saying people dump bodies wrap them in, wrap them in, you know, chains, throw them right in. Okay. In every lake. I mean, I, I bet there's a, yes. In every lake. (laughs) (laughs) In every, I'm like, okay, maybe there's not a hundred dead bodies in every lake, but there's for sure one or two in every lake. I'm going to stand by that. It's just a law of averages. (laughs) Okay. All right. One or two, one or two per lake. Next time you're in a lake swimming around, watch out. Yeah. Well, I listen, I'm just, well, I'm just saying there's areas where there's a lot of lakes. So that would be a lot of people who are missing and unclaimed from a certain area. That's all. Now today, Anne, we are going to talk about a Thanksgiving, I'm going to say a loosely Thanksgiving themed movie. Yeah. 1993, somehow I missed this one, Son-in-Law, starring Pauly Shore. I'm just going to say for the record, and I realized this as I started it up, I believe I've seen every Pauly Shore movie. Well, I mean, I know I've seen every Pauly Shore movie, but I believe I've saw them all first run in the movie theater. That's that's something... (laughs) I don't know. If, are we supposed to applaud that or feel bad? Look, it's just a fact. <laughs> and you know what? I don't regret it. I enjoyed myself in every, for every single one of them. <laughs> well, this one. Um, that son-in-law. I 100% saw it in the theater in 1993. Son-in-law. Yep. Which is actually, now that I've seen it, somewhat of an odd title. But anyway, um, and the tie to Thanksgiving is that this this movie is about a girl from South Dakota played by Carla Gugino. Is that how you Carla say that? Gugino. She's the Gugino. I love Carla Gugino. She's great. Uh, she is a young girl from South Dakota who goes to college in California. Um, and she her RA is Polly Shore. His name in the movie is Crawl. That's Never right. explained that name. They did explain it. When did they explain he, that name? They said, that's an interesting name. And he said, it's a nickname. That's, I got it freshman year because th- they called me Crawl because that's how I would get home after drinking every night. Oh, I missed that. And I, I, I laughed. 
Well, I act, well, anyway, I'll say that. I'll say that out loud. (laughs) So she becomes friends with Pauly Shore. He, um, he changes her from sort of this, even though I would not call South Dakota the Midwest, but sort of this Midwestern type girl to, uh, you know, more Californiaized. Well, what do I want to say? He, he changes her clothes. He changes her hair. She becomes much more well, um, he wants to do it. He just encourages her to be her, to come out of her shell. Well, I will say that I actually went back and played the part again where he's talking to her and then they decide to go shopping because it happened so fast. Her yeah. transformation from Midwestern dress, hairstyle, whatever to not that she i mean she cuts her hair she changes the color of it and she starts wearing much more i don't know like colorful clothes and they're tighter and they're more i don't know very 90s 90s yeah Uh, full disclosure i also got a butterfly tattoo and had tragic yellow hair at one point in college so i uh i saw myself in her a little bit i was like i get you gugino i get it I get it. Well, did you also get a tattoo from Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I wish. I wish it was Flea. It wasn't. It was some fucking loser on Long Island. <laughs> that was a cameo that I was like, that's interesting. Oh, you know what What else was a great cameo? Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it, was it was a nod to us Polly Shore fans because they were an Encino man. He was doing Encino man. Oh, I kept thinking he was going to come back, but it was literally one yeah, 20 second a, scene. A quick cameo to go, wink, wink, everybody. Remember Encino Man? And I said, I sure do. And guess what? Yeah. I enjoyed that one too. Yeah. Well, and I will just say, so so uh, Carla's character is named Rebecca. Rebecca is sad. She's feeling like a fish out of water at this school. She wants to go home. But honest to God, all he does is say to her like, you haven't given it a chance. You haven't even left campus. You need to go mingle with people. That's literally, I played it two times. That's yeah. all he said. That and was good like, advice. Okay. And then they go off and change her complete physical appearance. I'm like, I don't think that's why she wasn't fitting in. First of all, that wasn't like the issue. But anyway, now she's sort of this liberated woman who's rollerblading through Venice. Rollerblading, going to mud wrestling matches oh yeah i forgot about that they were living it up they were living it up and so basically what happens is at least they had the decency to admit that paulie shore had been in college for six years because he was so much older than everybody else that i I mean really does it matter because in the 80s and 90s people are full 35 playing teenagers so (laughs) i think he looked like he could still be a college student So, so she is going home for Christmas. He has no place to go. So she invites him to go home with her and thus the tie to Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving break. Yeah. It was a tenuous tie. Look, you said Thanksgiving. I said, well, I know they have Thanksgiving and son-in-law. Let's do that. Yeah. No, you immediately went right to son-in-law. I said, let's do a Thanksgiving movie. You said (laughs) son-in-law. You know what? I really don't think I've seen it since the nineties. And I, it was so nineties with the clothes and like, that tr- the part where the family is moving her into the dorm and they have that black trunk 
Yeah. I had that trunk. I mean, I think everyone who's ever gone to college has that trunk, that like shitty trunk that you got from Target or wherever. <laughs> and I was like, I had that exact trunk. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yes, it's very nineties. And then, and the whole thing is it flips, right? So one, so she's the fish out of water in California. She brings him back to South Dakota and now he's the fish out of water. That's right. I will also say in the spirit of him dressing like a Californian, I thought the entire movie, he looked like Richard Simmons. <laughs> I was like, who, nobody dressed like this in the nineties. No male other than Richard Simmons dressed like this in the nineties. Except for Polly Shore. Holy sure he's wearing essentially constantly wearing like spandex shorts with like other shorts over it. He has the curly Richard Simmons hair and is yeah. wearing these odd combinations of layered shirts. There'd be like a tank top with a bedazzled jean jacket on top. A lot of, of it. boat neck sweaters. Boat yeah, he had a lot of like almost flat. He looked like flash dance in some of them. Like the <laughs> I was the, into it. The, the sweatshirts that were like falling off of his shoulders. It was, uh, yeah. I like I'm it. just going to say, if you're looking for a time capsule of the nineties, I just want to clarify that I didn't know anybody in the nineties male who dressed like that. I don't know if I did either, but I wish I did. Cause Polly Shore, <laughs> Polly Shore is fun. I love Polly Shore. You know, it's funny how he had, it made me laugh. I never noticed it that he had a bumper sticker in his dorm room that just said who killed JFK. <laughs> so that was really funny. And, and the br little brother, Carla Gagina's little brother was wearing a t-shirt that said, seduce me, please. Yes. Yes. And I was like, I like that t-shirt for myself. That did occur to me in watching that. That used to be a very common nineties trope to have the sort of teenage girl and then the younger brother who is just, everyone was exasperated by that. Yeah. And they're always that, horny, like horny little teen boys. The play right, boys. causing like, mis like minor mischief, like an annoyance. They're kind of like these annoyances. Yeah, minor mischief. Yeah, that character has kind of disappeared from films now. I they don't really I have like the it. annoying little brother. I know, that's just- that's upsetting. But that was a staple. 16 Candles had that. They, they've all had those. Oh, you know what I did? Here, can I just say, I think that Pauly Shore in general and in this film is a total delight. But in the beginning, he's a total creeper where he's videotaping new girls, literally with a video camera, going down the hallway. And at one point he's like, fresh meat. Yeah. And videotape. And I was like, I don't think that can fly. No. These days. There were, there were so many times that he was highly inappropriate to women. There, I wish I could have counted how many times he referenced the fact that either he was getting an erection, somebody else was getting an erection, like the various stages of these things. <laughs> it, it was. The various stages of erections. It was, yes. Yeah. That was a common thing that he constantly was commenting on. And, and as he a compliment, it, he would say it like it was a yes. compliment, like, you know, like to her mom when he's like, he, he fully um, barges in on the mom. Who's mom, in a towel. He's just gotten out of the shower. And tells her that he's, she's given him a partial erection, but if she put on some makeup, it could possibly become a full erection. Yes. You know what? She takes him up on it. 
she, well, <laughs> wait, that makes sense. <laughs> well, he literally, as she's standing there in a towel, this is the other, after he says that, that's what he starts with. How the hell she hasn't kicked him out by then? Then he starts telling her what a great package she is. Yeah, he's like, like you got he, a hot bod. Yeah. Pretty fucking good. Let's just clean it up a bit. Yeah. I, I, and he does. He does pull a full grease on her. Like he does that where he makes her over. The mom. He makes her over, but it's also inappropriate and really i i mean i would have been a little I think, offended when it, like you know when somebody goes you'd be so pretty if you put a little makeup on it's like get the fuck out of here yes and every let me say this every he makeover wrong. he did what's that he wasn't wrong no. <laughs> i mean i'm just saying well i was just about to say he made over the daughter then he made over the mother i think both of them looked worse when he was done I'll agree. The mother looks ridiculous. She goes to this basically square dance wearing like a almost like a flamenco dress, dancer dress like, or it, something. It like the skirt was like made of handkerchiefs. It might have been. It was very, it wasn't even, I, I, and again, this is when he starts commenting on his girlfriend. I mean, I guess she's not really his girlfriend, but on the Rebecca character's father, he's like, his mother comes in he's like oh look at your dad now he's like essentially telling her he's, that her father's getting an erection i'm like this is and she's like, ha, 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 ha. like that's great oh well we didn't well, we didn't mention the conceit of this film yeah in that rebecca has this boyfriend the guy from teen witch forget what his name is um and he's gonna propose to her her high school sweetheart and she's in a panic Yes. And he tries to propose to her and she kicks Polly Shore and is like, do something. And Polly Shore jumps up and says, she can't marry you because we're, I'm engaged to her. She's already agreed to marry me. Right. So then we have to, to, to live with this ruse that they are in fact engaged when really they were just very good friends. Right. There was no romance. That's, I just, no. it just occurred to me. There is no consummation of the relationship cementing the relationship no well it actually ends and it still seems like they're friends that's what it seemed like to me it was like they're i didn't get the indication that they were going to start dating it seemed like they were just going to remain friends but who knows i don't know i feel like they were fall falling in love i will say you know the boyfriend obviously it turns out he's up to no good but you the indicator for me was anyone who continues to wear their high school jacket after they've graduated from high school you should be wary of i think that's just a rule well i would agree with that though if we look at the timeline they had just graduated from high school this is like the first thanksgiving break i mean they're still in the same calendar year i it doesn't matter uh his character's name was travis yeah travis for that literally i went well you gotta go travis trav it's a wrap yeah, and, and the other thing is that Tiffany Thiessen is in this movie. She, she plays uh, a, a high school classmate of theirs. She's so pretty in this, I thought. She's so cute. I love Tiff. I love Tiff Thiessen. Yeah, she looked very, well, I mean, also she's extremely young. But the, the, uh, the there was another disturbing thing. Of course, I'm always, like, disturbed by these movies. Oh, no, this, her storyline was extremely upsetting. Uh, right, so she's, like, a friend when um rebecca and travis break up 
she's like, you know, kind of moving in, but not, I mean, whatever. They were broken no, up. They were, she was I think just, they had been sleeping together like the whole time she was away at college. Oh, possibly, maybe. Yeah. But not no, before. It like they had a thing going. No, even in the beginning, if you watch the very, very beginning, the graduation of the movie when they're graduating, like they, you could tell they had like a little thing going on the side. So he was, I think she liked him. I think they were, as they like to say in the movie, boning. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. They had a whole Thanksgiving scene about that. Yeah. Their expression, not mine. I'm just saying. They did. They did say that. But so they have this. So then, so now Rebecca and um, Travis have broken up. Travis believes that Rebecca and Crawl are engaged and he hatches this plan to throw him a bachelor party in which he drugs Crash so that he passes out, has Tiffany Thiessen come in and basically say that like she's the entertainment or whatever and she starts to do like a tame striptease let's just they call it make her who is still supposed to be like an 18 year old high school graduate yes do full sexy dancing for all the townsfolk like all, all men the, all the men in the bar yeah um oh that just occurred to me they're like supposed to be 18 they're all like drinking getting drunk yeah in the bar but they have yes. her doing full sexy dancing stripping down to bikini top Yep. These are men that have probably known her since she was a little girl that are watching this. So so yeah, I, I felt for Tiffany Thiessen. Yeah, she was somehow the entertainment. And then Polly Shore passes out in the middle of it, and she seems almost disappointed that she didn't get to finish her dance, which was I was like, what in the world? And then they drug her. I swear yeah. to God, I was like, this is becoming the accused. Yeah. They drug her. <laughs> He's just totally sure. Now that's a movie I would like to see. Well, honestly, he, again, here's this 18-year-old girl surrounded by men yep. who are literally hooting and hollering, like so excited that she's there doing a striptease. They drug her and then they bring both Polly Shore and her to this barn uh and you know, set it up so it looks like they have slept together. Yep. But I'm like, there are so many things wrong with what's happening here because we actually don't even know what they did with this poor girl between that between point A and point B. I know. Yeah. It's really upsetting. And she played and then like they come to and then, you know, Gugino goes down to find him. I thought it was funny she, I don't know if you noticed, brought a glass of milk. Yeah, I don't know why she brought a glass of milk. Like, because who after a night of drinking hasn't said, you know what would take the edge off? <laughs> A glass of of full milk, full fat milk, fresh from the cow. That would make me feel much better. <laughs> and then she sees them, and like the milk slowly pours from the glass and falls to the ground. Was, yeah. That was something. But poor yeah. Tiffany Thiessen, she they both wake up. She's like, I don't know what happened. She gets in her car, which by the way was a sweet Trans Am, and I was like, yeah, I love her, and realizes because the idiots left the pills in the car that she yeah. had been drugged so she decides to turn around and like you know let everyone know what had happened to her yeah because she wasn't 
wasn't a bad person. And when they woke up, it made it look like she had done something wrong. And she then was like, I, I don't know what happened. And clearly now I've realized I've been drugged. I think I should tell everybody. Yeah. So that uh, Rebecca doesn't wind up with Travis, the guy who drugged me and all in an attempt to win her back. me sexually and then um full drugged me and pimped me out essentially yeah he's a real yeah, bad guy i have to say in the beginning i didn't take him for that kind of guy he just seemed like you know the no. high school hero who got t- tossed aside they're always the worst ones right now you can tell from the get this guy's bad news i thought i just thought he was like an innocent farm boy no mm. no no says Anne. you know what i thought when it was i it was like i wish there was a son-in-law part two and I wish it was Thiessen, Polly Shore, and Gugino do, doing like a threes company. Oh. She, they could have said, come back with us. Get out of this fucking town. We're <laughs> going to do a threes company. <laughs> well, that might have been interesting. I don't know how much of a plot line you could get with that, but. Well, they managed to make Son-in-Law and all the other Pauly Shore movies. The whole time I was watching it, I was just trying to figure out how Pauly Shore managed to have any kind of career. Did he become famous on MTV? Is that where he started? Yeah. Well, he, yeah. I actually think it was MTV where he got started. But he, um, his story started because his, his mom um, ran the comedy store in L.A., uh. His mom was this lady named Missy Shore, and she she was the owner. And um, matter of fact, there's this really good uh, series on right now about the comedy store that I'm meaning to watch, and I haven't yet. But he um, he had a show on MTV in the early '90s, and um, and then from that he got he started he got movies. So he had like that good stretch that went from like probably 1990 through probably the end of the nineties. Like he had a good, he had a good run. He had probably like a good eight, nine, 10 year run. Yeah. Improbable. I have to say, um, not as bad of a movie as I thought it would be. You never saw any of his movies in the nineties. There's so many. No, I'm looking at the list of his credits. I never saw any of them. You never saw Encino man. Encino man's the best one. I did. I did not see Encino man where he played Stony Brown. Yeah. I mean, it's all the same character. He plays the same character in every movie, but it's good. It's when they, Brendan Fraser, also a delight, um, is a, they thought he's a prehistoric man that they thaw out and, you know, hilarity ensues. Yes. I do remember. I I just didn't see it. I remember when the movie came out, but I didn't see it. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. I was too busy watching a river run through it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched both because I like highbrow and lowbrow. I don't know if I, I mean river runs through it is I wouldn't go too highbrow, but it's good. That was my lowbrow. Oh, Anne. <laughs> uh, and I will say in our game of who would you pick, would you pick Travis or Crawl? The rapist or the non-rapist? I'm gonna go go ahead and with Polly Shore all the way. You're, you're going Polly Shore. Yeah, I would hope you would choose the same. I think this is yet another film. I feel like this is where I always wind up with where I'd go. No, nah, I don't think I'd pick either. 
I think I'd choose to go it alone. Now, you know who I would pick? Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And we can drive <laughs> off in that fucking sweet Trans Am. I'd go, let's go. We're busting out of this town. Go with Thiessen. Yeah, always go with Thiessen. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Anne, I think we'll say thank you again to all of our listeners. And we hope that you keep on listening on all our various platforms, Anchor, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple, mm-hmm. and our Instagram account. Oh, That's outrageous. Follow our Instagram account. That's Outrageous Podcast, please. And also, please rate and review. Rate and review wherever you watch your podcasts. I've been saying this for several weeks. I'll be honest with you. I have seen no traction. (laughs) Um, So in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I will ask you all to just go ahead over and give us five stars. That's right. Five stars. We will appreciate it. We will be very thankful. Yes. Be very, very thankful to you for that. All right. And I hope that everyone has a lovely Thanksgiving wherever you are, however you can celebrate it and uh, all good things ahead somebody to celebrate with That's right. much like holly shore oh god was gonna have a swanson dinner chrissy he was gonna ha- be stuck in the dorm room eating a swanson dinner uh, yes he was he was and thank god he escaped that he also was almost had to kill his own turkey for their turkey dinner but that was upset yeah, i laughed out i did laugh when that turkey came alive again we thought the turkey <laughs> turkey yes the turkey did come alive i said oh god that's pretty good and i'll just say as they had that poor turkey flopping around that house and they were trying to catch it i kept trying to think if those were body doubles chasing it but i think it was the actual actors i kept like scrutinizing (laughs) it i was like i don't think i'd do that i definitely would not turkey's vicious that bird was wild (laughs) was it was like i couldn't do that can you imagine killing the turkey and then you and then preparing it and eating it no i just don't think i could do it i cannot no i can't i so you know what i am thankful i will not have to murder and dismember my own bird (laughs) this thanksgiving amen sister (laughs) all right and until next time until next time everyone happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving I'll just wanna